joy and celebration is put at the end of the spiritual disciplines list for a reason because it's kind of a culmination of all of those spiritual disciplines coming into into fruition and so we're going to talk about that today and some ways to examine perhaps reasons why you might not be walking in joy stay tuned hey friends welcome to the hearing jesus podcast do you sometimes doubt if you're truly hearing god's voice or if it's really your own and how do you know the difference Do you ever struggle to feel confident in your relationship with God and what He says in His Word? Do you sometimes feel stagnant or like maybe you hit a wall in your spiritual life? Hey, I'm your host, Rachel Grohl, missionary, author, pastor, and life coach, and I have been there. I too was doubting God's voice in my own life. I felt insecure about my relationship with Him, and I wanted to be obedient to what God was calling me to do, but I wasn't quite sure how to figure out what that was. I felt like I was wasting time trying to figure it out, and I just wanted a way to understand His will for my life. The answer for me was found in the pages of the scriptures, as I learned how to understand what they were actually saying. If you're ready to grow in your faith and to step confidently into the calling God has for you, then join me as we dig deep into God's Word so that you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. Hey friends, this week one of the things I am being really intentional about making sure you know about is the Facebook group that's a free resource for you. We have had, um, I don't know, a couple hundred people on there that we've been just consistently engaging with. I pop on there a couple times a week, usually with a video or a prayer or something, and it just is a tremendous value. It kind of goes a little bit deeper. It digs a little bit deeper with some of these podcast episodes or if you have questions or you need prayer for anything. So I want to encourage you. There's a link in the show notes for the Christian Women's Daily Bible Study. Sorry, men, I will automatically uh, delete the men because this is just for the women. I want this to be a really safe space. And I will pray that you have your own safe space to go to. But um, I just want you to know that that resource is there. It's available to you. It's free. And you have access to me. I'm the one that maintains that and controls that. So I just pray that that resource is a blessing to you. Hey friends, welcome back to the Hearing Jesus Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Grohl. Today we are continuing our discussion on celebration and joy and really the path to joy. And so we talked about how there is strength in joy. Joy makes us strong. And we talked yesterday about some examples of the reasons why we can have joy. But, But what I want to reiterate, and perhaps the reason why celebration and joy is at the end of this list is that joy is the result of all of these spiritual disciplines being effective in your life. And so as you are pursuing a closer relationship with God through the things that we talked about in this series, prayer and meditation and fasting and worship and service, all of those things, they will drive you to a place of spiritual health. And then joy becomes the natural consequence of spiritual health in a relationship where you are intentionally seeking out a a close relationship with God. And so joy becomes a symptom. It's like I said at the beginning of the week, it's not something that we can just go get. It's an effect of a relationship with God. And so one thing I don't want to overlook in this process is how in this path to joy, um, the, a big part of that is obedience, obedience to what God is 
uh, telling us to do in obedience to, to what God is calling us to. And the big question is, is, well, how do I know? How do I figure that out? How do I understand that? Well, that's what this whole past, I think it's 12 weeks has been, is is really guiding you to get to that place. Um, we're going to talk a little bit today about the path to joy, but I also want to read some scriptures. And I think I'm going to do that this week, where it just kind of gives us some good examples of how joy is a symptom. So today I'm going to read from Acts chapter 3, and it's the story where Peter heals uh, the lame beggar. So I'm going to start in verse 1. It says, One day Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer, at 3 in the afternoon. Now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping, praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. So this this man, let's let's get a couple things straight. First of all, um, this is not Jesus that we're talking about. We're talking about Peter and John. So Jesus, at this point, has sent the Holy Spirit. The disciples are operating in one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, which is healing. And Peter is the one that, that prays for healing. And actually, if you notice, he doesn't just pray for healing. Dear God, would you heal this man? He commands healing in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth walk. He commands healing in the way that Jesus taught him to. And so through the Holy Spirit, this man is healed. Well, what happens as a result of an interaction with the Holy Spirit? The man jumps up. He's walking and jumping and praising God. What we see here is like what we talked about earlier. It's a symptom. Joy is a symptom of an interaction with the Holy Spirit, of an interaction with God, of an interaction with Jesus. And so what we see is the natural consequence of authentic interaction of the Holy Spirit brings about joy. And that can happen in sorrow. There have been moments in my life where I have been faced down on the floor, crying, grieving, and and in that mess, in, in that sorrow, God meets me there in an authentic, real way. And so even in that moment of sorrow, I can have joy. Because I, I recognize it is a symptom of an authentic interaction. That's my prayer for you. That, that joy would not be something like, oh, I want to have more joy in my life. It really needs to be, oh, I want to have more Jesus in my life. And then joy is a secondary benefit. So when we're talking about this path to joy... There's a very um, basic premise that I think that sometimes we forget. In our spiritual lives, what produces genuine joy is genuine obedience. And so, you know, we sing that hymn, trust and obey, trust and obey. Basically, that inspiration is coming from Jesus 
because Jesus tells us that there's no other blessing that is the same as the blessing of obedience. And so I think sometimes we think like, oh, obedience is restrictive or, or I, I'm, I don't, I don't want to come to faith in Christ. Sometimes you'll hear that with new believers. I don't want to come to faith in Christ. I don't want to become a Christian because then I can't sin. Well, really what happens is we start to crave relationship with Jesus. And in that place, in that authentic relationship with Jesus, sin, the, the control of sin in our lives starts to diminish as the control of Jesus in our lives starts to increase. And so obedience becomes about listening to God's voice or allowing him to take things away from us as we step into that relationship. And so um, Luke 11 uh, I believe it's 27, 28. It says, blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it. And so with the Hearing Jesus podcast, with the Hearing Jesus course, uh, the, the Bible study, she hears Bible study, all of that. The goal, of course, yes, is for you to hear God's voice more clearly. But that does no good if you're not going to obey God's voice. And so you can hear God's voice all day long, but if you don't obey it, you're not going to have joy. Like the joy part comes when we're walking in obedience. There's been seasons in my life where I've heard God's voice and I have made the conscious, conscious decision not to be obedient. And I think I shared this before. I'm going to share it again because not everybody listens to all the episodes. But I, I remember very clearly one time being in New York City and I was serving with a ministry there, a mission there. And we had brought in all these kids off the bus, like thousands of kids. And as you can imagine, in New York City, you have people from some pretty impoverished communities. And I remember seeing this young girl and knowing that um, I sensed in my spirit, spirit that God was telling me to go over and sit with her and speak to her. And she even smiled at me and I smiled at her. And as I was making my way over to her, um, the smell that was coming from her was overwhelming, like overpowering, overwhelming, making me sick to my stomach. And I allowed that to deter me. And I, I walked away. I went to sit on the other side of the room because it was that unbearable. And I felt it. Like I knew, I sensed in my spirit what God was telling me to do. I sensed it. I knew, like clear as day, but I didn't do it. And the entire time, the entire service, I could not pay attention. I wrestled with it. I could not pay attention to the kids that were in front of me. And I, I sat in this tension of knowing that God was calling me to do something and not doing it. And I wouldn't go so far as to say, well, it, it was, it was sin. I mean, when we, when God tells us to do something and we don't do it, it's sin. Um, and I can tell you for certain, I did not have joy that day. I absolutely did not have joy that day. And I still don't have joy when I think about those circumstances. And I'll tell you what, what that has done for me is when and if God has said something and told me to do something, even if it's uncomfortable for me, I do it because I still have the consequence of that decision, I still have that feeling that I wrestle with thinking of what God may have had planned for her that day. And I know the ministry, I know 
um, the situation and I know the way that God works and I, and I'm confident that he will send somebody else to go speak to her. Um, but I wrestle with that still. There's a consequence to our disobedience, just like there's a consequence to our obedience. And so as, um, we are talking and we're thinking about this concept of joy, a big part of it comes from our obedience. Now there have been other times in my life where I have done things that I feel like are ridiculous, like God has told me to do. And then I've seen him do some amazing, incredible things. And the joy that comes from those pieces have been healing and life giving and incredibly joy giving. And, and the difference in each of those situations is obedience. Now, that's not to say that we don't ever have infusions of joy when we are being hard-hearted or we are being disobedient or we're being bitter. There are moments of joy, but that's not the normal situation. That's not living in, in a position of joy or a posture of joy. That's God and the way that he kind of brings his joy by uh, redeeming certain aspects of our humanity and our in our human life. So when a baby is born or um, a student graduates high school or all the different reasons why we have joy, that's God intervening in our humanity anyway. Um, but But joy in itself, lasting joy, is not found in a particular singular event or a certain kind of music or being with the right group or even operating in the gifts of the Spirit. Um, each one of those things are good, sure, but true lasting joy is found in obedience. Because there's power that's in Jesus, that as it reaches, that power reaches into our daily lives, um, our work, and our parenting, and our ministry, and our hobbies, and all of those things. As that power of Jesus redeems those things, there will be areas of our life that once was mourning that, that, that will be transferred to joy. And I say that because I have experienced that, for one, but also we see that throughout the scriptures. And so it's kind of the whole point, the whole point of redemption, the whole point of Jesus coming. Um, yes, yes, it's for salvation. But the whole point is his redemptive work that he did on the cross changes things for how we live today. It's not just about what happens after we die. It's about how we live our lives now. And it's the difference between having joy and not having joy. And so joy is really this end result of the functioning of the spiritual disciplines in our daily lives. And so God brings this transformation of our lives through all these disciplines that we've been talking about, but we won't really know true, genuine joy until we've allowed God to do this transforming work within us. And so a lot of people try to get there way too soon. And um, they think that they can just maybe pump themselves up with music or worship. And in reality, nothing has changed in their lives. And so even if you feel that in that moment, it's not going to last. It's not going to be lasting joy. It's, a, it's an infusion of joy. But living with joy comes as a result of obedience. And so if you go to church on Sunday and you have a phenomenal worship service, but Monday through Saturday, you're still living in sin and you're not even trying to get out of it. You're just like, Hey, you know, I'm saved and I'm going to heaven. That's all I'm, I'm worrying about. Okay. Well, there's going to be a, a high likelihood that 
that joy you felt on Sunday is not going to last throughout the week. Because when you're in disobedience, it's going to lead you to a place of not having joy. And so really, I'm, I know I'm not even talking to you guys, because if you've stuck with me this long, you are likely pursuing a, a closer, stronger relationship with the Lord. But what I would say is that if you are lacking joy in your life, go back to day one of the spiritual disciplines and start over and work through through them. Or the ones that you skipped over, work through them. Because perhaps there's something that God wants to do in one of those areas before we get to this place. And I'm not saying I'll have it all figured out. It's not like I'm just walking on cloud nine all the time. Um, but I do know and I do recognize that when I have days where I am not walking in joy, it's usually there is unconfessed sin, there's a level of disobedience. <clears throat> There's maybe one of these spiritual disciplines that I've been neglecting or I let go and I've been uh, neglecting God's voice in my life. And that's where I go back to. That's where I start. I don't start with pursuing joy. I start with pursuing God. And then what end, ends up happening is joy becomes a result of that. Okay, let me pray. Father God, thank you so much for my friends and the way that you continue to reveal yourself to us through these spiritual disciplines. Lord, help us to be disciplined spiritually. Help us to recognize that the last 12 weeks or whatever it's been that we've been doing this study is not just about helping us to hear your voice more clearly, but to be obedient to your voice. God, I thank you that you provide strength in our joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Lord, help us to get there. Help us to get to a place of joy, not because we've been seeking joy, but because we've been seeking you. God, we thank you for the way that you have gifted us infusions of joy throughout our lives. But Lord, even more so, help us to be on this quest to pursuing you, to having authentic interaction with you so that the side effect could be joy, lasting joy. God, I thank you for the gift of joy and the gift of celebration and the way you continue to work in our lives. I pray that you would be with our friends today. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey friends, before you go, I just wanted to fill you in on something. I've gotten a lot of questions recently about what's next. People have gone through the She Hears Bible study and they kind of want to have some direction as far as what to do next. Don't worry, I will be writing more studies, but in the meantime, the goal of the She Hears Bible study was to not only help you to learn how to hear Jesus through the example of the six women in the study, but really for you to have a, a set of tools to use that you can apply to other passages of scripture. So what I have available for you on the resources page of my website is a couple different tools to help you do just that. And depending on your budget, there's lots of options. The first option is just a very simple uh, ESV version book of John Bible journal. And so what that is, is on one side, you have the scripture from the the whole book of John. So on one side, you have the actual scripture verse by verse. And on the other side, you have places to take notes. And so that's a really easy place to continue doing the color method of study. And if you don't have the 
colors that we have designated in the study, those are available. I think they're just a couple bucks in the in the resources page as well. But you can continue to use that color method throughout, you know, one chapter or a, a couple verses. It's a really easy way to do that. And they're small. You can kind of tuck it into your bag. The second resource is similar, except it's all four gospels like that. And so that, that one is done by Hosanna Revival and they're just beautiful. Um, I love them, just the aesthetic of them. They make me feel really special when I'm working in them. And so that's all four of the Gospels. And that's a little bit more expensive because you're getting the whole set. And then the third option, and there's two different price points depending on what you're looking for, is we have journaling Bibles. And so there's the hardcover that are beautifully painted and then also the leather bound. And what I love about those is when you open them up inside, you will see space in the margins to continue to write. Some people just have a thing about writing in their Bibles. Not me. My Bibles are all marked up. But if you have a thing about writing in your Bibles, this could be a dedicated journaling Bible where you can do the color method and not worry about getting, you know, your study Bible all messed up. And so I pray that those resources bless you. I started putting those in the shop after people started requesting them. And then I realized that I never really told you guys about them unless you private message me. So in case you're looking for what's next, what's more, this is a really good transition after you finish the She Hears Bible study. I pray that it blesses you. Have a good week, friends. Hey friends, if this podcast helped encourage, empower, or equip you for God's call in your life, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. That's the number one way you can support my show. You can also join our free Facebook community or Instagram page where I share inspirational tips, resources, and prayer throughout the week. Hey, I want you to know I'm praying for you this week. Know that you are loved, you are cherished, and you are His.